listening to the Food Talk Show. Hi there, my name is Sue Nelson and for the next 30 minutes or so we're going to be talking about all things food and drink as usual. Harry Gotra, my fellow presenter, this is your last week. I'm getting all tearful. Fourth week in a row (laughs) and uh, you've been uh, taking the place of Ollie Lloyd and Holly Shackleton off doing stuff when they shouldn't be. Have you enjoyed it? I've absolutely loved it. It's been amazing to see such um, passionate producers and chat to them about their products. Cookery schools, people really really wanting to try hard to get people to understand and appreciate food. Absolutely. And just giving, you know, trying to share Mm. the love of food with other people. It's just brilliant to see. Yeah. And one of the things, um, obviously, uh, people who are listening don't um, sort of understand, I think, is that after the show, people are always swapping business cards saying, Mm. oh, I can help you with this. And, And there's something about the food sector that people help each other far more than any other sector I've worked, I think. I think we... Everyone knows how hard it is. I think mm. that's what it is. We, you know, we've all been in that environment. I know that I've been there with my curry kits and all that kind of stuff. It's so hard and it's a yeah. push. So we just want to help each yeah, other out. Each other, exactly. Now, I've got two lovely guests, as usual today. Although I think the researchers have probably... Um, I don't know whether they've done it for a bit of a laugh, <laughs> which is possibly what's happened. But uh, we've got black pudding and milkshakes. Amazing combo. Really right there. <laughs> uh, yeah, so black pudding and milkshakes. And um, I'm absolutely delighted to um, have Colette Toomey as a guest. Um, Colette, um, you, you, you're you pretty famous in the food sector and your brand. <laughs> Infamous, maybe. Infamous, um, yes. Yeah, our food brand, it's, it's around a while now. So it's, um, yeah, it's, it's been gathering momentum. Um, and it's uh, Clonakilty... Black pudding. Clonakilty black pudding. That was our number one product. It's your number one product. And it's been around since 1880, I think. Yes. The 1880s. Yeah, the black pudding has been around that long. Um, I suppose I came into the business in 1976 when we bought a butcher shop with the recipe for the black pudding. There you go. We're going to learn all about that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And we're joined by Andy Howie, uh, Shaken Other Milkshake. Hello. Is that the sort of thing an adult should be doing, making milkshake? Making milkshake or drinking? <laughs> Both. Both, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, and it's a beautiful looking brand, um, very distinctive. And um, I had, can't remember the last time I had milkshake, actually. Like, years, 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 and years. So uh, I'm, I'm quite excited. It happens in our household a lot. Does it? Yeah. 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 So um, let's talk about uh, Clona Kilty black pudding. Um, shall I do a little bit of a history yeah. lesson? Yes. Are you probably, you know loads about black pudding, I'm sure, but I just um, wondered if everybody does. Uh, apparently, the earliest mention in literature referencing black pudding is Homer. Oh. Did you know that? No, I didn't no, know no, that. No. Homer, uh, in Homer's Odyssey. Right. 800 BC. Oh, wow. Uh, it's been around it's uh, been a bit. Around. Yeah. And um, basically, um, well, it probably isn't your recipe. I hope it's not. Um, And basically, he was writing that he had these goat paunches on the fire and stuffed with fat and blood ready for supper. Oh, well. far off a black pudding. Well, no. 
No. Well, um, and then the oldest detailed recipe for black pudding is attributed to Apicius. I think that's his name. I probably spelled that <laughs> completely wrong. Um, uh, it, and he uh, had a collection of Roman cookery recipes, uh, and they were compiled in the late fourth, early fifth century AD, and and that talked about. A black pudding type recipe as well. Okay, so can you imagine? So it's been around a while. It has been around a while, and in medieval times, it was it was not unusual. And this is across the UK and Ireland, not unusual for even relatively poor families to own a pig. So people would own a pig, wouldn't they, and keep it all the way through the winter. Yes, um, and then get as much as they can out of it, really, and then slaughter it in the autumn. Yeah. That's where the and, tradition... Uh, yeah, and then making black puddings was therefore very common because literally none of the animal would go to waste. Yeah. yeah. And there was always a thing about a pig, wasn't there, that mm. you could literally use everything. Everything. Except Every, squeak. Ever, probably. Yeah. <laughs> except squeak. Um, and people would, you know, um, fr- fry the ears or crispy. Everything, yes. And there's obviously bacon and you'd use mm. the skin and... And they'd save the blood then for making the black pudding. For making the black pudding. Mm. Um, and uh, a lot of people feel a bit squeaky about the fact that there is blood mm. in a meat product, but there's blood in everything. There's blood, and and they are the I same. They are the same why. people, Just and they'll approach. order a fillet yeah. steak, and they'll yeah. be asked, "And how would you like it? Uh, rare, rare, medium rare." Yeah. So, so we've got this slightly weird aversion to the fact that there is pig's blood, or you know, animal blood in a black pudding, and yet that's that's no very animal meat, but very yeah. traditional. And it is it's fine. It yeah. is so. It's a tradition mm. we haven't mastered, but um, yeah, it's it's um, it's there. Yeah, it's there, and and it's very much um, a, a, you know a tradition um, in 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 the UK and Ireland. Um, and pig's blood was blended with minced onions, diced fat, spiced with ginger, cloves, a little pepper. And then stuffed into lengths of the intestine. That's the, yes, that's the that traditional. Yes, that's how it started. Yeah, yeah thing. And um, and then towards the fifteenth century, um, these puddings were actually seen more as a treat and a delicacy, and they were eaten on high days and holidays because I think they taste so amazing. Mm-hmm. So, okay. so they started so... entering into the. This is a delicacy, not. Oh, we've got to eat something over the winter. Yeah, and and <laughs> then it, it changed to an everyday sort of um, food. Then later on. Mm. And and obviously, uh, this isn't just, um, you know, in the UK. It's all across Europe. It's in all sorts of cuisines across the world. I mean, I think, I don't know about Indian food, though, no, Harry. Think... Not so much, but because obviously there's a thing about... Blood and all that, blood, yeah. Like, you know, it's seen yeah. as, no, no, no it's, I, we eat anything can, over here. <laughs> I can just, my mum's just like, yeah. oh, shaking yeah. in her boots. And, and obviously um, the, a huge... Um, Sort of history of of vegetarian food in India. Yeah, yeah. maybe this wasn't quite Push, pushing it a going. little bit too far. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Although I have used it in my some of my recipes in the past. Yeah. I have made Bulgari and bhajis with. Yeah, and um, don't forget it's blooming freezing in Scotland. <laughs> you know, in the middle of winter. Exactly. Do, you know, it's a slightly yes, it's different. You, can, you, you can't just you know cook whatever you want. It was going to be freezing cold, and <laughs> the rain was sideways, and it's like, oh, just eat this pig's blood. <laughs> um, so um, I just wanted to um, tell you, Colette, that one day my husband decided that he really liked black pudding, that he would make his own. Right. So we had a farmer's market near us uh, with with a really good uh, farmer who also used to uh, be a cutting uh, plant there mm-hmm. because they, they used to, uh, farmers used to take their, their, their sort of animals there Absolutely. and they, they would, you know, do that. Um, and they said that they used to tip all the blood down the drain because there's so much of it. What would, yeah. you, know, what would you do then? Mm-hmm. So my husband said, can I have some of that blood because I want to make black pudding? 
So he turned up at the uh, he turned up at the farm and they with a couple of Tupperware boxes. <laughs> okay. And they literally filled up the Tupperware boxes with blood. Okay. Right. Then he took it home, put them in the fridge, which I wasn't particularly <laughs> happy with. I have to tell you. And of course, uh, blood separates, doesn't it? Yes. Well, I didn't know that. So yeah. so you've got, sort of get the watery stuff at the mm-hmm. bottom, plasma, mm-hmm. and then the top bit is a. Don't know had they had they robbed in salt? No, no, he no, literally yeah. stopped it from tipping down the drain and yeah. stick it in some Tupperware boxes. <laughs> anyway, so I was at work and he was off that week and he said, right, I'm going to make it. And he he had so much of it, he then had to tip it down the drain and it was everywhere. <laughs> so it was like the sink everywhere. <laughs> Somebody rang the doorbell <laughs> and he asked yeah. the doorbell and he's Pitch covered in blood. Oh, he's well, absolutely covered uh, in yeah. blood. And then he's thinking... He's your um, wife inside. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Then it wouldn't go down the sink because of the... Oh, yeah. It, it, it just congeals, yeah. It congeals, yeah. So he's having to scrape it up and then put it in black sacks, which then went in the bin thinking, oh, please don't let anybody because it does look like I've actually murdered my wife, which I know he's wanted to do on many occasions. Um, uh, but then there's some there's some great recipes to go with it. And actually, he, he just made it as a, as a sort of in a, uh, in a square. I loved him, yeah. Yeah, cause, because you don't, it doesn't have to be round. No, and yet, no. We see it in shops and we just think it's it's round, but that's not necessarily the case, is it? No, it's not. You you could make it in a, in a tin, but traditionally it was in the animal intestine, and um, that's you know, and, and boiled and, and boiled in that. Sausages would be the same yeah, thing. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, so how is it that your family from the eighteen eighties were experts at black pudding? Was it just that like local families would go, or oh, they did well, the look, one? I think or, I think it was um, probably it was um, butcher shops because. Um, the butcher shop that we bought belonged to the Harrington family and there was a lady out the country, Joanne O'Brien, who made the pudding for them. Um, But their supply of um, blood was um, beef for the butcher shop. Is that allowed? I thought it had to be pork. No, 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 it doesn't have to be at all. No, our black pudding is beef. It's beef and it's beef meat. Our white pudding is pork without any blood. Ah. Yeah, but the black pudding is beef meat. Isn't that quite unusual? It is. It is. It is more unusual. But yeah. I think a lot of the um, the the um, black puddings that started in butcher shops because there was a constant supply, as you said, the farmhouse killed the pig. Maybe that was only once a year or twice a year, so there wasn't a, a continuous supply. But in, with the butcher shop. And was it? Yeah, they were they were killing animals every week. Or yeah, and you don't want any waste, do you? you want to use no, everything that you can? Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, so you've got you've brought some with you. Um, th- there's black pudding and white pudding. Yes. So in French, that's boudin noir, boudin noir and boudin blanc. Blanc, probably, um, yeah. See, I remember. My French <laughs> <in school>. <laughs> so, is there much um, of a different taste? Yeah, what's the difference? The very different, the, very the different beef. taste, and and yet a lot of the taste. ingredients. The black pudding is um, beef. Meat, beef, blood, pinhead oats, oatmeal, yeah. and onions and spices. And the white pudding is just pork meat, pinhead oatmeal, onions and spices. It's mm. just I've had, I have had white pudding before, and oh, sorry, I do really like it. It's yeah. it's not something that I thought I would, but yeah, in the UK, I just white pudding is not as familiar. We yeah. prevalent. No. Yeah, you know, we do the taste of London now when people say black, white. Oh, I have never tasted white. You know, and they mm. they taste it, and it's um no. Where we are at the moment, they won't let us cook it here. I know, I know. <laughs> but you're nibbling body. away. We're, yeah, it's, so it's cooked. It's boiled people, in the making. Yeah. So, so what people don't realise is you can eat uh, black pudding in inverted commas raw. Or it's not raw because you've cooked It'll it. Be so cooked when you in do the making, yeah. when you do buy it in a supermarket yeah, or wherever, just a matter of farmers market. It up. 
it is a matter of heating up. You do not have to heat it through. It's not going to no. kill you. No, 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 absolutely. Um, no. It's a cooked product. It is a cooked product. So I think what people don't realise is if you really turn the pan up high mm. and you fry it, you get a lovely crispy on the crispy outside. Crispy on the outside. And you turn it over, salad. you get it crispy on the outside. Just minutes. Do it really, really quickly. And then and then it's really soft in mm. the middle and doesn't get all yeah. hard and horrible. Yeah. That's, um, and that's, that's the best That's the best way, way to do it. Exactly. And I know in hotels or in, sometimes they, you know, they try to keep things warm and everything oh, and it gets, it gets mushy yeah. and, and soft. Yeah. And But the real way of doing it is having crisp on the outside and Got lovely. It's making my mouth all <laughs> So um, I'm looking at this. Now, the difference with yours, I think, is that often with black pudding, you'll get big globules of fat, mm. like yeah. pretty yeah. big. And like I think... Mm. Square yeah. lobs, people get yeah. put off by that. You haven't got that at all here. You, no. You've called it um, pinhead um, oatmeal, oatmeal, which so, is so which the, is your porridge. Um, yeah, it's yeah. refined. So the oatmeal is quite strong in this. It is. Actually. It is. Yeah. Um, there's no of these big chunky horrible bits of fat in yours. Is no, that part of your recipe. Or? It is. Yeah, it's the same recipe that was. Um, yeah, the meat is minced, and. Um, you know, so it, there's not big lumps of anything. What you see is really is the um, the, the grain mm. more prevalent. And if you look closely, you see onions as well. And mm. that's pretty much it. It's got quite a nice spice to it. Mm. Yeah. It's quite warming. And us. and the taste you have there now, it's and it's quite different than when it's when it's fried. Yeah, or when it's cooked, that brings it's, it out a bit. It, it brings it out a bit. Mm. Yeah. So you're going to tell us the. Uh, Herb and spice combination. Absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to ask you a question. Uh, a lot of key chefs who make black pudding make sure it has penny royal in it, which most people don't realise is a herb, is a is quite important ingredient in black pudding. Do you put penny royal in yours? Well, You're not going to say, say, are you? I couldn't say. would <laughs> <laughs> have to kill you after yeah. <laughs> 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 um, Now, this is actually Ireland's favourite black pudding. Am I correct? In it is, yeah. Yes. As in sales. As, mm, How much mm. of this do you make a year? I make a lot. <laughs> <laughs> a really a lot, really a lot. And it's it really has just um, snowballed over the years. Um you know, back when you talk about business plans and, you know, you're going to develop your business and all that kind of stuff. We literally followed our um, our passion and people, more people wanted it. And the more people wanted it in, in a shop near them, the more we supplied. And that's literally how it grew to all of Ireland. So how do you keep the quality, though? Because it's it's difficult because as you get bigger and bigger, you know, it's great being... Ireland's number one black pudding but how do you as a family because it's your name on there and it's your mm. history how, how do you keep hold of that that's quite hard it is you have to be very very um tuned into every um batch that's made really um I mix the the spice for, um for all of the black pudding and we just make a point of not compromising on ingredient quality and that is the main thing we could make a cheaper product if we went um for example if we went dehydrated onions in fact we're growing the onions this year to put in the puddings ourselves you know so we're we're literally um Taking hands out yeah, yeah yeah and i mean it's only a few ingredients but we're adamant and and that's really um you know price Points can be cut at times because we we don't compromise, so we yeah. can't make it, we can't make our product cheaper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and but, and um, in terms of the packaging and stuff, um, you're quite happy to sort of lean on the the Irish 
sort of tradition. Yes. It's an, oh, yeah. You're proud of it to be an Irish. Oh, absolutely. And that's part of its identity. Oh, absolutely. And, um, you know, and I mean, Clonagilty is, is a town and it's a place and we've just, we have the butcher shop there and um, there's a great community and, you know, it's 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 a family. It's a family business, but it's actually a, an almost a family. Um, there's the town, town family, and there's yeah. all the workers. We all feel that it's all the one. It's, it's everyone it's, owns it. Almost. It does. It's, it does. And you know, when um, people, that's how we got going. Really, when people, clan guilty people, when they were visiting um, family in the UK or visiting family um, in other parts of Ireland, they they brought that as a kind of mm-hmm. a gift. Mm. When they, you know, people bring a bottle of whiskey or a bottle of wine now and they used to bring the, the black pudding, the black with, pudding them. with them. Amazing. I'd be very happy if I brought that around to my house. Um, you've also got sausages, you've got other sausages. products. Um, is that just uh, through the butcher shop? Or? It, um, no, we're selling the sausages, um, the sausages nationwide as well mm. and I suppose our sausages are um, very different, quite different from the UK sausage. The Irish sausage, it's a softer texture and um, there's good a good bite in it. Now, um, our sausages um, are have a higher fat content than some others for the simple reason that... That's it's, what sausages it's, are it's about. Exactly, and that is the flavour, you know, and it is much healthier than putting in artificial flavour enhancers and all of that, mm. but you just have the natural <laughs> food, natural products. So is this this a traditional Irish recipe for your sausages? Um a family no, recipe. It's, it's a family recipe. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When we had the black pudding, um, we went to work on just to a company. We had a van on the road, and to fill the van, we put we devised um, a, a white pudding recipe and a sausage recipe, and they've just now. Gone. There's a brand of sausages that claims to be an Irish recipe. Yes. Mm, not made in Ireland, though, are they? No. No. <laughs> no, they might be in, um, quite, you know, and, and yes, an Irish recipe. You can make an Irish recipe anywhere, but um, the texture, the texture, and the everything. Ah, one taste, taste, taste will, taste will win out always. They're suspiciously pink as well, mm. uh, which generally means they're stuffed full of mm. stuff yeah. you don't want to be in there. Yeah, mm. yeah. So the other thing that annoys me about test. sausages is that you can say, here you've got pork, 63%. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can put pork as, as as an ingredient, but that could be sinew, it could be anything, yeah. because because the definition of yeah. the meat... Yeah. Is, now, but, I know that you wouldn't allow mm, that to happen no. because it's your family business, but uh, you know a rival brand might say, oh, well, it's 63% pork, exactly the same as yours, mm. but... The, but. But what thoughts of meat are in it? I just yeah. you do just well, do, no, not, you you do not want to know. Well, well I think I, I think and I think that's the good thing about food now. People are more tuned in. They want to know where their food is coming from. They want to know the provenance of their food, the actual authenticity of their food. And I think that will win out. I really mm-hmm. think. Um, you know, you can you know, you can you can't get good food cheap. And you can't get like, and che- a lot of cheap food is not good. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, we, so it's, and we say on this program a lot. You should be asking why something's so cheap, not why it's so yeah, expensive. Yeah, that's the, yeah. that's the key. Mm. Um, um, in terms of sausages, grill or fry? Um, oh, I love to fry. I do. I as well. know. I like there is fry. no oh, does way. It taste, oh, taste. There's no I know. way. I know. What is I know. grilling about? But uh, yeah. Life, also, is, it, life is short. Yeah. <laughs> you may as well enjoy well, it. Well, it, yeah. it is if you if you fry a lot of sausages. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, well, it's 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 not an every you know it's it's an occasional eat now, so it's it's okay. Well, moderation and everything. Absolutely, yeah. I'm one hundred percent with you. It is all yeah. about moderation. 
Andy, are you uh, are you a sort of black pudding type guy? Is it something you yeah, have? Yeah, definitely. And sausages. Uh, my brother he produces high quality sausages <gasps> and bacon's from the farm. So uh, wow. I know a lot about sausage production. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, what's your view on these sausages? Just looking at them. Yeah, they look really good. They yeah. look good, don't they? Mm, just a little bit upset they're not cooked really. oh, yeah, I know, I'm very no, terribly I know, sorry I'm sorry they won't yeah. let us cook in here <laughs> I mean to be honest smoke we, alarms going off yeah, <laughs> to be honest we make enough fast cooking yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we make enough mess in this studio yeah. as it is so um, that, that's that's probably why now um, the, the thing about um, black pudding is there is a brotherhood of the knights of the black pudding yes I love this. Which is, it's so in French, with some rubbish at French, it's yes. the Confrérie de Chevalier du Gout yes. Boudin. Yeah. And um, they are seen as the place to judge black pudding. Is That, that is true, it is, isn't it? It is, absolutely. Yeah. That's true. And they've, they've, they've come to Ireland and they've visited, visited us and we um, send our product every year to get judged against... Everybody from around the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and literally everybody, um, so, so they invite pudding producers from all over the world to um, submit their latest sausage creations, as they yes. call it, um, to judge the best. And we do really well, don't we, we over do. here? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and of course, there's a, there's a great condition um, across a lot of Europe, but, but um, you know, Scottish, Irish, berry. Yeah. Berry black pudding. Berry black pudding, yes. Yeah. I do think berry black pudding is different from that and quite, it's, it quite different. markedly different. I, I think ours is probably... Um, it's much blacker. More, more, it's, it's, and it's more um, probably in line with Scottish. Yeah. Or Scottish berry mm. is, mm-hmm. you know, um, the white pudding, especially in white pudding and haggis, um, yeah. you know, are, yeah, yeah, yeah. are first cousins really, aren't they? Absolutely. Yeah. They certainly are. So um, if we if we go over to Andy, who... So you're from a farm now, Andy. You're, you're brought up as a, a, a farm lad. So yes, outdoors yeah. a lot, used to being on a farm. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. 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 And, and again, surrounded by animals and... Making yep. stuff. Yeah. Mm. So why milkshake? Why not? They're perfect. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, I know they're perfect. I know they're perfect. Um, uh, but but it seems like a, an interesting thing to go into. So I literally haven't had a milkshake, I don't know, think, think since I was a kid, actually. Um, and um, in those days, I have to say it was the late 60s, um, wimpy bars, I come from London, wimpy bars were the thing. There wasn't, yeah. I'd never heard of McDonald's and none of that stuff around. Uh, in fact, there wasn't any fast food around really. But to go to a wimpy bar, because we never went to a restaurant, nobody, nobody had any money to go to a restaurant. <laughs> so I remember as a kid standing on the chair because you couldn't have the milkshake in the glass and the straw and I wasn't tall enough. So you had to stand on the chair to sort of... And I remember I always had chocolate milkshake. My brother always had strawberry milkshake. And I think that was the last time I had it. <laughs> well, hopefully, we'll convert you. So. When was the last time you had that, uh, Colette? Do you, have you? Yeah, since it's a long time. Child, I think. It's a long yeah. time. Yeah. Um, so, Harry, as usual, has oh. just gone straight into <laughs> eating everything. He's not, not bothered. Um, just to let you know, though, milkshakes have been around for a very long time. It's, I always think of it as like a 50s, 60s. Perhaps a little bit American, actually. Oh, yeah. Um, but there is a history of, of sort of milkshakes from the 1880s. Um, but I think it was more like 1920s when milkshakes began to take the form that they have now. And it, apparently, I don't know if it's true, it says that the straw was invented and patented in 1937 specifically to drink milkshake. Oh, really? Did you know that? Wow. No. Stick that on your website. News it's probably me, a load yeah. of rubbish. But <laughs> <laughs> stick that on your website. So tell us a story about Shaken Udder. We're going to have a little slurp of chocolate milkshake. Chocolate milkshake, yeah. this one. Mm. 
Chocolash. Yeah, chocolash. So that one is made with two different types of Belgian chocolate, a milk and a dark, as well as cocoa to give a good, round, smooth, chocolatey taste. Um, but we started um, quite a few years ago now. Uh, I met my, my wife, my now wife, uh, at Agricultural University, and uh, she did a lot of equine um sort of going around the country shows, things like that. Um, and she had a, pretty much an addiction to milk. She'd drink a lot. And um, she couldn't get a good milkshake. I was working for my brother, well, my parents' farm at Harvest. Got rained off at um, uh, with the combine. So I said to my brother, well, why don't we just pop over to uh, the V Music Festival, which wasn't too far away. And I went there and I was... I mean, back this is you know early two thousand, and back then all of the food was pretty much greasy, rubbish, drab, yeah. yeah. And all the catering trailers never heard of couscous or anything like yeah. that. I do yeah. now, yeah. And all the catering trailers were just cream and green and very bland. And um, well, Jody and myself got chatting, and uh, we uh, yeah. The, the shaken idol was born, the idea of it anyway. Mm. And then the is that bo- because you just couldn't get a milkshake? Yeah, just could not get what you wanted. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And um, then we thought, well, if we you know start selling at music festivals, it'd look different. So we'd have um, music TV playing, and uh, so it's more of a bar. Mm. Um, and then so all the milkshakes were made freshly to order, all with uh, ice cream, fresh British milk, and um, real fruit or chocolates, all blended for ready for the customer. Now I'm tasting that colour, you, you, you know, with your food background and and your sort of family background. That milk tastes like milk it as does. opposed to, you know, Open the sort fridge. of, yeah, the stuff you have in your fridge and the sort of, um, you know, um, some of the fat taken out. Yeah. That yeah. tastes of the as land, the it tastes of the, it tastes of... what the cow gives you. It tastes of cow, <laughs> <laughs> uh, as in proper milk. I've forgotten yeah. that yeah. proper milk tasted like mm. that. Didn't, mm. Yeah, and yet, and yet you taste the milk and then... Um, you just wait a second and then you taste the chocolate and you say you, t- you get a second kick of chocolate. Mm. You get a, a light chocolate and you get a dark chocolate. You've got a big mm. smile on your face. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's lovely. <laughs> lovely. Mm, it is really nice. lovely. So, um, so can I just taste well, banana? Banana. Banana milkshake. I haven't had that for ages yeah. either. I'm, I've, I, I used I to get like that. banana Do you know? Things. Oh, no. So we're very much similar to Colette with, you know, it's all about the quality of the ingredients yep. that makes the quality of the, you know, the product, the final product. Oh, that reminds me of my childhood. Banana milkshake. Wow. Proper banana milkshake. Mm. Have you ever had banana milkshake? No. No. no I'm, I'm looking at the salted caramel. Okay, well, we'll oh, give salted you... salted caramel. No, that's... Can Colette have yeah. salted caramel? <laughs> and strawberry. This is the one... Can that... she have strawberry yeah. and salted Let... caramel yeah, in two different good. glasses? Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. Um, uh, so it's been difficult, though, hasn't it? Um, lots of yeah, people have yes. entered the food sector. Yeah. Um, it's a different proposition to Colette, who's got a family history... With all due respect to Colette, it's building on something that exists already, which is yeah. different skills, and it's not easy, but it's different skills. You started a new, you know, an, a new brand, a new product. How how difficult has it been? Because you were determined not to give any of your company away to somebody else. Yeah, yeah, definitely. From the very beginning, Jody and myself, we knew it was going to be um, very much ourselves that wanted to grow the business. Um, we probably could have grown a lot quicker had we gone out for investors, but... Um, 
in the early days, especially with you know where we were doing the catering side of things, um, we realised that we were on to um, a winner when people were wanting to buy our uh, branded dirty aprons, things like that. <laughs> and from then, we we then looked at what else was available on the retail shelves and the products that were there had never seen a real bit of fruit or chocolate before in their lives. And we thought, well, we'll be able to do a, a much better job. And uh, there's a, always a bit of naivety, isn't there, when you're uh, trying to start something like that. So the profits from the festivals that we then put into building the uh, bottling factory and everyone, when we first started the festival side of the business, was telling us we're complete mad, don't do it. And then they said exactly the same thing when we started the bottling fact, um, factory. And, and you've got a, a, a slight difficulty in that it's a chilled product. Yes, short shelf so, life. and um, um, yeah. Which makes it even harder, as if you've got not, not enough to do already. <laughs> it, was, it was incredibly difficult. So when um, you know the bottling line would pack up, the motor would go or something, we'd literally have a few hours to make sure that we got that up and running again because the products had to be fi- uh, finished and ready packed for the um, logistics company to come and pick them up and then take them to, mm. to the retailers. So. And you have such tight slots, don't you? If yeah. you miss that... Yeah, and we never did once miss um, <laughs> I think what, so. what a lot of people don't realise is once they do get into supermarkets or, or to national retailers, you know, you will be given a delivery slot and it, you'll literally have a tiny window. And if you don't turn up, you've you've you missed it. it. Yeah. 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 You know, you don't just rock up when you've made some. No, no. <laughs> the logistics company said to us once with a heavy snow, they said, oh, sorry, we can't uh, pick up your products. I was like, well, that is getting there. So um, we got an 18-ton fridge lorry and we loaded it up and I Yourself. delivered it yep. myself. Yeah, yep. so, yeah. Um, um, and, and then um, in terms of financially, that takes a massive toll um, because the, the, the thing, um, again, if you're not, scaling up because you're already established if, you, if you're um, starting a new thing and then you're getting bottling line it's a step change all the time it's not you suddenly get an increase it's we have to make this investment and so it's up the next level and that, that hits the cash quite a lot and then you've got to sell that and then so it's it's a really we find quite a lot of new producers are great on the sort of kitchen table and all that yes. sort of stuff and then you to make the next leap is quite an investment it's quite yeah, hard yeah, yeah. and I think that's where people Sink or swim, really, frankly. Yes, yeah, there's been lots of times when, you know, you could, we could have said too much, just, mm. uh, yeah, but uh, tenacity, I think you need in abundance. To, yeah. yeah. I also think that if you're, you know, if, if, you, if you're forced to take that um, investment, very often you're um, doing things then for the investors and they're dictating your profit line, you're, they're dictating what you should and shouldn't do and your 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 own gut feeling and your passion is gone. You know, mm, you can't, yeah. you're doing it for the wrong reason. Yeah, it's difficult. Now, you work, do you still work with your family, your whole family in this business? We do, Correct? yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah, and we still have the butcher shop. Yeah, so, so how's that working going? with your family? Is that um, well, fun? family family are dabbling in and out. They're um, doing other things as well and... Um, yeah, my um, eldest son now, he's involved in the um, new product development and then um, he's taking himself over to Australia for six months. So, um, Are you the boss? Second. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so what's it like having your mum as the boss? Though? Very difficult. That's why he's going but, to Australia. But, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he needs a break. <laughs> Who's it Very difficult for? You or him? Um, both. It work, works both ways. It is difficult. Um, it, yes. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to ask the same of you as well. If you're working with your wife, you know, it, it's hard. It's hard in business as it is. Yeah, yeah. It's particularly hard if you're 
working with family members. Yeah, with them day in, day out. Yeah, yeah. And then, I couldn't work with my husband. I'd, I'd rather sell the big issues. <laughs> yeah, it's um, very fortunate that her, uh, well, we've both got very different um, skill sets that work well together. And also, um, you go through a lot of highs and the lows together and, you know, that builds you stronger as a couple as well. So, yeah. And it goes one way or the other. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. But I think, I think, because I work with my husband as well, it is, you have that Mad. joint passion. Yes. But yeah. you ha- you both, you, you know why you're doing it. You're in it for a specific reason and and you will, hell or high water, you yeah. will make it work or you will try to anyway. Yeah, yeah. But your company's called Harry Gotra, which is your name. <laughs> yeah. So that, for your husband, like, that's... He that, hates me. Well, that'd be funny, but actually it must be quite difficult because it's it's that's not even his name. It's not even his surname. No, I know. And, um, you know, uh, when it is your family name, um, and I would imagine it's the same f- for you, Colette, you know, this is a family business. Loads of people mm. are doing lots of things and yet people will want to speak to you. Mm, wh- whereas it is a joint, you know, it is a joint venture, really. It is, it is, yeah. And, and people think... Um, well, I suppose when you get a bit bigger, you you have to delegate. You can't take every call and you can't do things. But at the same time, um, we sit around the table a lot, and um, you know, we 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 know what you know what the others probably know my gut feeling now on things, mm. and they can make decisions on it. Mm. So it, it works. But but as you get bigger, you do have to you know um, devolve things, don't you? You can't. It can't always be. Can I speak to Harry all the time? Yeah, otherwise yeah, you can't. Yeah. You can't exist. Can yeah, you? exactly. So um, he he does a lot of the donkey work that sits behind. <laughs> He's love you for saying that. <laughs> Bless him. Jeremy. Well done, Jeremy. But it is for me. It's having that support and having that backing. And you know, I I might be the face, and I go out and I do all the events and all of that kind of stuff. But I wouldn't be able to do it without him mm. because he, yeah. he's the one so lugging all of my cooking box. He's around the rice now. Yeah. <laughs> no, you've said that. <laughs> Don't let him listen to this. So, what's the future of black pudding? Um, future of black pudding. Yeah. Um, I suppose. I mean, you know, that's one of the things that we um, work a lot on now. One um, devising recipes and things for people to um, use black pudding and um, you know to cook with black sure. pudding. And do you I mean, do you would sizes as well. Mm-hmm. Different, different, sizes, different yeah. sizes, yeah. We do mm. the and the bigger catering, the burger size, you know. Sure. So you can put it in a burger, you can put yeah. it scallops, stuff it into a chicken, whatever. And given all these sort of you know plant based movements and vegan and vegetarian and all that sort of stuff, is it hitting you at all? Or I have um, a feeling that it it's is, quite it, fashionable at the moment. It is, pudding. it is, it is. Yeah. Um, black pudding is fashionable, yeah. but but the um, vegan and vegetarian is also. So um, that's um, you know we we need to see the world around us as well and see what we food trends are going. And um, that's you know that's shamrock flavour. Ah, yeah. <laughs> thinking of that. Yes, you heard it here first. Yeah, could be shamrock flavour. Yeah, that's yeah. A mm, bit of, sounds Americans would like that. They? they would yeah. love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just quite happy with your black pudding there. I love that. That's yeah, really I mean, the, well, the basic one is the I think would probably always shine through. But um, yeah, we have to diversify mm. a small bit as well. And and um, just uh, we have to end the program in it. I'm afraid. But what would you have with that? So so would. Would you, are you mustard or? 
pickle um, would you actually get, an, an apple chutney or um, a little apple, a, apple, a little a bit apple of um, fruit something. Yes, not fruit. not a ketchup though. No, Definitely not. <laughs> no, no, no. That's that's, that's um, yeah. The um, the uh, an apple chutney or um, uh, a, a roasted onion or you know uh, yeah, tiny bit of onion relish. Yes, but but I'm I'm always saying you just need something to enhance it. You don't need something there that'll that'll hide the flavour. Sure. Absolutely. So thank you very much for that. Uh, that's Clunnel, Kilty, uh, Black Pudding and Sausages, of course. Um, and the future of Shaken Udder. You've managed to really just persist and go, carry on, carry on. Are you feeling in a much better position now? You feel like you're breaking through? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, it does feel like um, we've just started again, though. Um, mm. But yeah, we've got a lot that we need to do, uh, but a lot more growth. But yeah, this year we've seen good growth, so we've been on sixty-five percent growth. Wow! Um, wow. And mm. next year we've got some good growth planned in as well. Or this mm. year, should I say? Can I just uh, say that they a lot of the stuff that's on the market shelves is it's almost got that real gloopy, horrible flavour. Mm. It's quite to swallow. It. Whereas this is, feels much lighter, yeah. and it feels like milk, like you were saying. Yeah. But but so don't you think we we've been talking um, you know in in shows previously about making sure you get a niche and not not you mm. know like when we were doing talking about gin yeah you know trying to find sectors where there isn't hundreds of people yeah, and yeah, and so you so. can genuinely innovate um, and this feels like a really good space to be and take advantage of that I think yeah yeah, I think. yeah don't you think yeah definitely because it, it's I suppose predominantly been the you know American milkshake mm. yeah yeah. Thing. Um, or, or it's either flavoured or, or flavoured milk. Just, yeah. Yeah. So mm. we've yeah, hitting the premium end of the market. Well, the yeah, premium quality, should I say? Mm. Yeah. That's yeah, great. Well, um, Colette's bags the salted caramel one. You were keen on yes. taking that home. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So you got a whole yeah. bottle of that mm. to take home. Um, uh, so thank you to our guests today, which were uh, Colette Toomey, Clonal Kilty Black Pudding Company, and anybody uh, over there. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. In everybody in the really shop. hard workers in in yeah. in um, in Kilty. It wouldn't yeah. it wouldn't happen without you. It would not. So, um, thank you so much. We really appreciate all your products over here. Thank you, thank you. And um, Andy Howie, uh, Shaken Udder Milkshake. A call out to your wife. Hello, Jody. Hello, Jody. <laughs> we know you do lots of the work as well, but he's taking all the glory today on the radio show. Um, yes, so that's Shaken Udder Milkshake. Now you will find links to both of those uh, from our website um, and uh, well, yeah I definitely encourage you to try both I think so I mean they Great don't exactly products. go together do they but they don't fine. but they but they are <laughs> why not well, I don't know milkshake and no no cup of tea cup of tea <laughs> with black pudding <laughs> definitely a cup of tea with black pudding um, you've been listening to the Food Talk Show uh, we're on lots of different radio stations across the UK and further afield you can also download our weekly podcast from iTunes, Stitcher, Player FM, Spotify and the podcast app on your phone. Thank you so much to my fellow guest presenter, Harry Gotra, who's been filling in for the last four weeks. Thank you. I'll miss it's you next week. It's been my pleasure. Thank I've you for having me. I've got the hairy, hippie <laughs> person who takes the mickey out of me all the time back next week and Holly Shackleton of Speciality Food Magazine. So thanks ever so much, Harry. It's good to see you again. Lovely to see you. Thank mm. you so much. And uh, yeah, a bit fatter than when you first started. <laughs> if I may say, uh, eating all these lovely food. Um, so thank you so much. And if you're doing something groundbreaking in the food sector, please get in touch with us via Twitter on at Food Talk Show. So something great like both Colette and Andy, we'd love to hear from you. 
And if you want to listen to any of our hundreds of podcasts going back years now, uh, foodtalk.co.uk. Have a good week. Bye. Bye.